Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, February 10th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Joe Sarvati, who is affectionately known as Coach. And we're coming off a good night in the NBA. Coach, you did most of the work. We gave out four lineups on FanDuel, three of them cashed. Your uh, clipboard on DraftKings was solid. And tonight we have a nine game slate and we're going to build a two brains are better than one FanDuel GPP lineup. Right here on the show. It was a fun night, and I can't forget Yahoo, even though I think it's That's just right. me and I did play it. <laughs> but we had a solid night as well, so it was pretty darn good to see uh, Vuk bust out, and, and Grant was tremendous for Detroit. He looked uh, really good tonight. Good to get back on the winning track. Uh, missed you yesterday. I, I was... Uh, because I wasn't thrilled with my weekend performance. I went with no hat yesterday. So I, I scared some of the viewers with my bald-headed uh, shine there. But it got us. I am back on my horse here and ready to go. And uh, glad you're back in the saddle. Because like you said, no time to waste today. Nine super games. And then we got our two brains GPP Fandle lineup to put together. So let's right. get it. All right, let's do it. Game number one here out of this nine-game yeah. slate, uh, we have four teams out of 18 involved in a back-to-back. -back. So a nice low ratio there, lots of island games. We have three totals over 230. They are games one, two, and three. And I'm going to have a lot of exposure here to these early ones. So let's start uh, with Toronto yeah. at the Wizards. Uh, Seven o'clock tip. This is a 233 total. Toronto favored by five and a half there on the front end of a back-to-back. -back. Yeah. And the news for Toronto is that Lowry is back in. OG Ananobi questionable and Watanabe questionable. So uh, in this higher total game, we have some significant exposure. You know, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to take a little while to get through these first three games because we just have three phenomenal totals. And Probably a good portion of my roster is going to come out of these first three games. So I'm just going to, you know, uh, if we're behind schedule after three, then we're okay because we're going to catch up later. So um, Ananobi's the only guy that's questionable for Toronto. And roster him, but he's such a tremendous defender. He causes so much trouble for the other team. So uh, I do want to see what that news is because I think it affects uh, you know, the whole scheme defensively for Toronto Westbrook, or, you know, for the Washington side. So uh, this this is a great game. The, the total's high. You've got uh, Toronto, the 16th worst defense, so they're still not quite over the hump there. We know Washington's terrible. They're second. You've got to love it. Uh, Toronto 11 and Washington 1. So Lots of pace, bad defense. Uh, looks like all the studs are playing. So the question is, you know, how many is too many from this game? You certainly can look at Westbrook for one both. And then on the other side, you've got three choices that are super quality uh, but are expensive in Lowry, Van Vliet, and Siakam. So you got five big money guys, and, you, you know, you can't unload the wagons who are you going to favor? Um, and again, I want to see some of that Ananobi news. Uh, 
to affect, you know, that will affect some of the defense here. Um, I sort of uh, like Beal better than Westbrook here, and I think it. I think Lowry is is going to guard Westbrook, and Van Vliet will guard Beal, or unless Ananobi comes in and he gets some of those Beal minutes. So I, I, that's the way I lean on that side of the ball, and then. Uh, side, I think you know Westbrook is not a good defender this year. I think it's because he doesn't care. But last year, when he was this long side Harden, he was he was a damn good defender. He was really holding his own. Now he's he, he's you know I have a tendency to it's either Lowry Van Fleet one or the other, and it's very hard to pick between them. But I lean more towards Lowry here. I think that he's just got a little bit better upside. He's fresh. He's back in there. Uh, you know, they need – there were some scuttlebutt behind the scenes. I don't know if you heard it, Andrew, but there was some talk about Lowry possibly being traded at the deadline right? and finish – yeah. So uh, that seems hard to believe, but, you know, it makes sense, I guess, of both. So see how that goes. So you know he's going to want to play well uh, between now and the All-Star game to really prove himself. So I, I like that spot. Um, you know, I, I see Occam's probably third in the group, though, if I'm ranking those three on the – he's, he's in a good spot as well. He just hasn't been consistent enough. And the last guy I'll mention is I went back on the Boucher bandwagon last game, and it really paid off. His price was super high, then it was super low. Now it's evening back out. Playing him much. Uh, I don't know what it was about, if it was disciplinary or whatever. They didn't say anything, but he seems to be back heavily in the rotation. And this kind of matchup where Washington just doesn't have what I would consider a good center. Len and they played Hashimura a little bit there. They put Wagner in there a little bit. I mean, they're just mixing it up with Lopez, and none of them are really getting it done. So I think this is a phenomenal game to start the slate. I'm going to very game two uh, salary guys and one value play uh, from either you know, one side or the other. So, you know, right out of the gate, I think I'll know how my card's looking for the night, no doubt about it. How about you? Yeah, this this game has a lot of potential for the reasons you mentioned. Um, my two concerns are blowout here because the Wizards okay. are just, they're, they're reeling. Uh, and then with Toronto being the front end of a back-to-back, does that affect their minutes at all? I know that, I mean, Coach Nurse runs these guys big minutes all the time, so it's less of a concern than other teams in this spot. But you put those two together, and I'm a little less likely to spend big here. I like game two and game three a little bit more that we're going to talk about here. But uh, I am also on Lowry the most for Toronto, and I like his low price tag here. 7300 on DraftKings, really strong GPP option, I think, because of that bad Wizards defense and because he's got that, you know, recent injury history so he's been a little bit banged up uh, so gpp option there for me uh, everyone else is playable for toronto because of this great matchup but um 
feels more GPP uh, because I'm I'm a little bit concerned about this uh, the game script on the Wizards side. I like Westbrook's price on DraftKings. He's only eighty four hundred. Huge discount there for him. Uh, it is a tough matchup. So again, I'm not I'm not making him a key play tonight. Uh, your boy Hachimura stepped up here and got big minutes, good production recently. Yeah. He, he's a nice price. He's playable. That's a way to get some exposure to this game. No doubt. I you know I I really don't think this game blows out. I uh, I think Toronto hasn't really blown out many people, and they they need a lot of. Win- in the other guy because they know this is a winnable game. They should win this game. But, you know, only five and a half point spread. Nurse plays his guys a lot of minutes. I, you know, I think this is an exposure game for cash, not just GPP. But, you know, we'll see how it rolls. All right, game two. Another good option. We've got Atlanta visiting your Mavericks right there in Dallas. 232 total. Dallas favored by three and a half. These, te- these teams played recently. Dallas won a close, high-scoring game 122 to 116 tonight we're going to have deandre hunter still out and rondo is going to be out for the hawks um this one the reason i like this one a little bit more is because it is an island game for these teams and i I like the matchup here you know dallas has really been involved in some shootouts late lately they're they're scoring some points, but they are giving up some points. And that let's just say they suck on defense lately. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. Period. They they do. And now for the season, they're twenty seventh in that department. Atlanta has been better this year. They're eleventh, but solid pace here. Solid offensive efficiency with Luca and Trey running the show. So on the Atlanta side, uh, You know, if you look at that last matchup, that was, again, that ceiling game for Herter that I've been waiting for, where he got the double-double with 10 assists. And he's reasonable price again. So I like him on both sides, especially on FanDuel, where he's only 5,000. And Collins was tremendous against that Atlanta front, uh, the Dallas front court that we've been targeting. Capella didn't do quite as much. And Collins, once again, cheaper. So he's in play for me here. Guy off the bench I want to mention for Atlanta is Gallinari, who's now getting about 20 minutes a game. He's being relied upon to come off the bench and score. And he's only 3,800 on FanDuel. So he's in play for me there. Yeah. yeah. On the Dallas side, uh, Luca and, and Porzingis, both in play for me. If you want to go with a game stack, uh, you can get them both in there and hope that this one stays close. And I think there's a good chance of that. Uh, with the peripheral guys for Dallas, decent price tag. So you, I could go with a one-off. Uh, Josh Richardson's an option. Brunson's been playing really well off the bench. He's still right around 4000 So uh, I, I should probably get two or three pieces from this game in most of my lineups. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's an interesting game. Um, like you said, Atlanta's playing decent defense. I'll give him that. Dallas, uh, Dirk, cover your ears, uh, Mr. Dirk. But I, I looked up the last 10 games uh, for Dallas statistically. I just wanted to do a statistical uh, dive and just trying to figure out their rotation and how that's all looking. And in the last 10 games, this is the worst defense that they've played in the history of the Dallas Mavericks 
which started back in 1980. I was reading with my good old dad, rest your soul, dad. But it's that says something. So it's not only the worst in Carlisle's tenure, but the, it's epic. I mean, they are literally tied with Brooklyn in the last 10 games. On their defensive efficiency number. So that's got to get your attention and make you want to put some Atlanta guys in there. And, you know, Dallas is favored by four in this game. So, I, you know, it should stay somewhat close. Um, and I don't know how you avoid Trey Young. Certainly in play here. I think that Capella, who, you know, can slice and dice that inside with a million rebounds, although Cleve is back to guard him, so that helps a little bit. But I think Capello's well in play. Um, you know, uh, with uh, who's their power forward? Lose. I, I hate him so much. I blocked him out. Atlantis. Collins. Collins. John Collins is certainly dangerous here too, because I think was Capella, and I'm not sure which one yet. I'm going to keep trying to check that out because. I'd like to take the one that he's uh, not guarding because I think he'll have that open uh, approach to the hoop. I think you'll see uh, Atlanta spread it out a little And I think Capella may lose minutes because of that. So beware of that because uh, Dallas, where they're getting beat is when teams, and that was exposed really with Golden State, when teams are really spreading it out, they can't cover the backdoor cuts and the it's just they haven't figured that out yet or don't have the personnel to do it. So I think they may go smaller to put Collins at center and spread the floor so that everybody can shoot a three and Dallas is going to have trouble. So I'm a little hesitant, Capella, for that. Only if Cleve is guarding Capella, then then Collins is going to be a lock for me. On the, on the Dallas side, you know, it, it crushes Atlanta not having Hunter. He's been out for a while now. And, you know, that, that's who they would use on Luca, And it was a whole different situation. Now, without him there, they're, they're sort of behind the eight ball. I think they'll run some more doubles maybe at Luca, try to get the ball out of his hands, which could open it up for Porzingis. He's, again, hard to trust after some of the crappy games he put on last time. So... Uh, you know, how far I can spend up in this game is going to be a tough call. I don't know if I'll be able to go Luca or Trey, although I'd love to. Um, but I may go second and Pengus that are still expensive, but they're not at the top of the chart. But I, I just I don't see how you don't have exposure here when this could be the highest scoring game on the slate. Absolutely. By the way, I really like that. Uh, the floor that Dallas put out there, that old logo, the old school. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. In that last game, speaking of the 80s. And that's although, the original. That's yeah. not the original floor floor, but that's the design. It was the green paint with the cowboy hat. That was it, 1980. I that love reunion it. arena, man. That's exactly the same. So yeah. cool. The problem is if they get in that 80s defense mode uh, that you were talking about, they, they may need to change it to avoid that. Yeah, back in the days where they were winning like nine games a season and they couldn't stop anybody. It's, it's 
getting, so we'll see. We'll see. All right, game three is the other 230 total. It's 235 as Indiana gets to play Brooklyn in their 25th ranked defense. Brooklyn, the two-point favorite here. Indiana on the front end of a back-to-back. They're going to play at Detroit tomorrow. Brooklyn coming off a loss last night in Detroit. Shane's guys got it done against the Nets. So with uh, Durant out again, will you invest in this high total game? Rinse and repeat these three first games because, I mean, how do you avoid all these games? They're they're all three perfect. I mean, compared to the the remaining six on the board, it's not even close. These are the three games you got to play. So, again, you have to have exposure, but again, I mean, every time one of the big three sits, like Durant is sitting again, you know, uh, you've got an opportunity with Kyrie and with Harden. I mean, it's it's that simple, but the cost is so expensive. So, you know, you can look there. If that's going to be your payup spot, you got to pick, pick it carefully. Uh, the secondary guys for Brooklyn, you know, it's starting to become difficult because of all the rotations. They brought some new people in. I think they're going to get some playing time now. You know, was fairly safe, or you could count on DeAndre or or Green. But now I'm saying, you know, I don't feel as comfortable with the secondary guys because of the large rotation here. And Indiana is 14th defensively. So that's 27th. You got to love the pace, though. 13th and 6th. So they're going to get up and down the floor. You know, I would love to pay up for Harden or uh, Irving here. I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. But I do want some exposure. I think it can be more so from the Indiana side. I mean, let's face it. If you look at the optimal line, it's lineups the last two weeks, Several of them had stacks against Brooklyn. Uh, I, the one had three guys. The one had four. And, you know, it doesn't baseball and football, but in basketball, usually you get the top two guys from somewhere you're good. But, to you know, to have three or four guys from the same team against, you know, a team that, that's the optimal lineup uh, and Brooklyn's allowing that. Perfect defender. That's the thing people don't realize. His his length and his shot block, you know, to take him out and leave the other two in that are horrible defenders in Kyrie and uh, Harden, you know, it opens up. Every, you know, this may be the game I have multiple players from. Not going to do three, but I have to choose the two out of three. I think you're going to agree with me on this one, but I think Brogdon is terrific. I think that Jeremy Lamb is terrific. I lo- love Sabone. And if I can't afford one of those, you know, uh, maybe a Justin Holiday because he's getting a ton of minutes. Um, he is a possibility. Turner's a little higher than I'd like, but all five of those are in, in the discussion. With at least two pacers and then see how everything else uh, falls into place, but awesome game, man. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I'd like to have a couple pacers. Brogdon is a buy low candidate here. His minutes have been a little bit inconsistent. Uh, there was that dud against New Orleans when he sat the whole fourth quarter and, and McConnell was out there. 
And he hasn't been shooting as well from three-point land, but this is the perfect spot for him to get back on track, and his price is very low. So I like Brogdon a lot tonight. Lamb also in, in the mix here. Hopefully he'll get some bad bad defense from Harden and company on the wing. And Sabonis is a nice price, especially on, on DraftKings. And then I agree, I, I don't really want to pay up for Turner in this game. And then an option off the bench is is Doug McDermott, especially on FanDuel where he's 4,500. So I agree. I'd like to get a couple Pacers and Brooklyn. Uh, just not as excited about here. This could be the game where Harden gets a little bit more usage if they're going to continue that pattern. Like you mentioned early on as, as Kyrie took more shots last night against Detroit. So maybe Harden gets a little bump here, but he's much more expensive. So uh, I'm not not very likely to go to him here on this slate. Sounds good. All right, game four. We've got Charlotte-Memphis. We come back down to earth here with a 224 total. Memphis favored by four at home. Big news here. We've got Devontae Graham still out for Charlotte. And then on the Memphis side, we have Clark and Melton both out. Now, there's certainly some attraction here to LaMelo with Graham out again. He's really stepped up. In that starting role, big minutes, big production. Pretty pricey, though. Uh, over 8000 on both sites. I like a lot of guards on this slate who are more in the 7K range. So I'm unlikely to get up to LaMelo. Uh, you know, Memphis is still solid defensively this year. They're ninth. Um, with uh, the rest of Charlotte, not too excited about anybody's price tag in what I think could be a lower scoring game. On the Memphis side, John Morant, he's one of those guys in that 7K range who's attractive to me. I think he can get it done. And one thing I really like for him is that the last game he played 37 minutes. Wow. And, you know, this is a guy who's been dealing with different injuries in and out of the lineup, 28 minutes, 30 minutes. You see that so many times. And if they're going to let him go 36 or more, then I'm much more excited about playing him. Joe Val, man, he's got a new lease on life with My being back in the goodness. lineup. Comes he back came with, on with a storm. Holy yeah. cow. Big game off the bench, and then he starts, and he goes 27 and 20. And, you know, I think he can get it done here against Zeller and company. Uh, reasonable price tag for Joe Val. This is a guy who I don't like to play a lot because I think he's just too inconsistent. Um, but he's really he's in the groove right now, so... You know, I could come out of here with Ja and or Joe Val uh, at a decent price. And for our listeners, I apologize if there's any delays today. For some reason, I don't know if it's this crazy cold weather or something is creating uh, our Internet uh, between us here, Andrew, be a little choppy. So if that's the case, I, I, do. Yes, I mean, Joe Val's hard not to look at here because of his price. And he just seems so refreshed. And now Clark's out. And so, you know, he's going to get a lot of those minutes inside against a, a team that he should be able to be decent about. Uh, he's like his point. I mean, he's come back and in a couple games he's been back, he looks fantastic. So um, I think you absolutely have to consider him at a, at a value price. You know, 12th and 9th defensive, defensively after those first three games, doesn't want to have much exposure here and you know pace wise they're both middle to slightly below 
you know, uh, as far as pace goes. So, you know, I I think LaMelo is phenomenal. I just can't believe how well he's playing. But you know, when you start, you know, fishing in those $8,000 waters with the big boys, it makes you think a little bit. You know, you got to look more towards matchups now. Before, it was a no-brainer with him when he was at a cheaper price. But I'm not going to go there today, but it's... Lamelo at your own risk because he's since uh, you know he's getting the big minutes he's been phenomenal. So, uh, but I'm not going to go there. I, the guy that I sort of like at a discount on the Charlotte side is Rogier. You know, look if you really look from the very first game this year, he's playing great. He's hitting shots. He's you know he's really been good and his price is fair. So really not a ton of exposure here for me. I think the game, you know, stays within reason. And I think you can here and with Joe Val really as the main two guys that I would look at. All right, game five, another eight o'clock tip. We've got the Clippers at Minnesota. Big favorites, ten and a half points, two twenty-three total. Paul George is still out for the Clippers, and Pat Beverly is questionable. And then on the Minnesota side, we have Cat still doubtful. And D'Angelo Russell, questionable. What do you have here? Well, uh, you know, this is going to be one of those news games, which is very common anymore. You know, we we have seen we have to wait and see if they're, you know, an injury situation, COVID protocols, all the stuff that's going on. And, it you know, it has a lot to do when you game script these games out. And this is one of them. You know, D'Angelo Russell in or out makes a huge difference. and. And after being questionable and was pulled with the injury uh, aggravated and didn't come back. So I'm looking at Russell as far as my game scripting is not playing, but I could be dead wrong. He's been questionable, I believe, he completed all three of those. So you got to have the news on this. In fact, let me just say, as far as the news goes, if you want to hammer NBA DFS right now, Let's face it, you need to really follow the news. You need to see what's going on. And then after lock, between the games, you have to be aware and awake with it because there's going to be more, there's more pivoting and swapping this year than ever before, mainly because of the COVID cancellations and protocols. The best way to stay on for Andrew and I, are both grinding at this NBA like 24-7. We're preparing these lineups. We're watching the news. The best place for you to get that information is DFSCoachTalk.com. You can sign up with us there for as little as We also have a phenomenal offer for $199 with BetUS. You sign up for BetUS if you bet any uh, sports, uh, basketball, golf. You can bet them all. You s- go to BetUS.com.pa. First deposit, it happens. You shoot us a tweet, say, I joined BetUS on the Coach Talk plan. Make sure that you use the promo code Coach Talk, all one word, no space, C O A C H T A L K. And then we will give you a free three month month membership. $225 value. So the next 90 days, you're with us. We got you covered on everything basketball with this news. Baseball start 
I mean, you can't beat the deal. So we'd love to have you. So I wanted to mention it there because, you know, we did have a, a couple members. One member said, I'm busy at work, so I'm putting my lineup in at lunchtime, and I don't get to adjust it before lock. In my opinion, if you're going to do that, just take the day off because you can't afford to lock lineups without the news it, it, to the end. And if I know a lot, a lot of people, hey, I was stuck in traffic jams trying to get the information, you know, two, three years ago. But let us do that work for you. Just, you know, get, give us a, a try at DFSCoachTalk.com and we'll have you prepared and we'll have those pivots and we'll. So, all right. This game, again, you know, if uh, if it turns out that Russell sits, I think you have to take a quick gander at Beasley or Edwards just because who's going to take the shots? Where's the usage going to come from? deserves a, a quick look. So you can get some of those guys decently priced that will have some impact here. Um, and then, you know, on the Charlotte side, again, I uh, I like – uh, I'm sorry, on the Clippers side, he's going to be out or not. He's questionable. So if he plays, that shuffles the deck a little bit for the Clippers. Uh, but, you know, this is the, one of the three games that has a monster spread. And here's the way I look at this. The first three games are perfect. There's three games that have double-digit spreads. You know, the three huge favorites today are the Clippers, the Nuggets and the Lakers. And you know what? I know you can't just count on blowouts, but man, those three games look like they could blow out. So even though there's some in all three of the games with the big spreads, I would not pay up. It's too risky, too much chance that they sit, they get rested, they don't play the fourth. So that's the reason I don't like a lot of guys here. I'm not going to pay up for Kawhi this time, even though George is out. Secondary guys, you can take a chance at like possibly a canard who's priced well. Um, but for the most part, uh, I'm not crazy about this game. Um, 28th pace for the Clippers doesn't help, Matt. Wait for the Russell and Beverly News. You can find a one or two off of value. Yeah, that Beverly News is going to be huge. Because if he sits again, I think you can look at Reggie Jackson as a GPP option, a cheaper point guard on this slate. And then you've got potential value with Kennard and even Mann. But I'm I'm with you. I'm not going to pay up for Kawhi. Uh, one other clipper to mention here is Zubats, who, you know, was had a big double-double against Sacramento in 27 minutes. And I don't see anybody off the bench from Minnesota stopping him. So if he gets 24 minutes again, he could pay off value there. Uh, but only a low-owned GPP option there because he's a little bit pricier than I'd like, over 5000 And on Minnesota, I agree, Beasley and Edwards should be taking a bunch of shots. A little concerned about the defensive matchups and who's who Kawhi is going to guard. Uh, so I am going to tread lightly with those guys um, and probably just move to the next game. Let's do it. All right, it's the Pelicans and Bulls, the first 9 o'clock tip to discuss here. 228.5 total. Uh, Pelicans favored by three. So uh, the next best total on the board here, as we've got the Bulls third in pace 
We've got both teams in the 20s defensively in terms of efficiency. And Pelicans offense picking it up now. They're a top 10 offense, Bulls middle of the pack. So decent game uh, scenario here. We do have the Pelicans on a back-to-back. They blew out Houston last night, uh, 130 to 101. So their guys didn't play many minutes. So Zion and uh, Zion played 21 minutes. And he's a guy that I don't usually look at on back-to-backs because they're so conservative with him. But you know, I think he can handle 21 minutes and then, uh, you know, getting getting back out there here against the Bulls and their bad defense. So he's playable for me. Uh, Ingram, a little bit pricey, but playable. Uh, Lonzo, you know, he's the one with this matchup against the bad Bulls backcourt defensively. He's certainly playable. Uh, man, how about Josh Hart? 40 minutes last night. Got 17 rebounds. And and wasn't he on the list as even like questionable? I I thought he was dinged up. I and I'm like, what in the heck happened? That that was such an outlier, though. That if anybody take a five point penalty to start just for chasing his number, <laughs> phenomenal though. The way that he attacks rebounds, it is impressive. Uh, so that's an important thing to keep an eye on. The, the value play that you could look at for the Pelicans in a back-to-back is Hernan Gomez. I like how he's been trending here. He had a big double-double off the bench he last did. night. Uh, he's still in the 3K range on both sites. Uh, and, you know, this is the type of thing you look for if you're looking at a back-to-back and split minutes is a center coming off the bench. And I don't, I'm not worried about anybody on the Bulls bench either defensively for bigs. You've got Thaddeus Young out there, but he's... A little bit undersized, so I think Hernan Gomez can pay off his value. Over on the bull side, Levine is the guy to look at. He is over 9000 so challenging to pay up for him here. He's probably not going to make my first lineup. And, uh, you know, Patrick Williams has been getting more run here with Markinen out. I don't really trust him in general, but 4400 on FanDuel I think you could consider. Um, but I'm just a little bit concerned about his his inexperience, his inconsistency. Uh, but, you know, he's playable, I think, at that price. I just I just don't I don't love it. But, um, yeah, interesting game here with a back-to-back for Pelicans. What do you think? You know, I, I think that this game is going to get a decent amount of ownership when, when there's so many good games. And this is the game that I'm just going to, not watch and just uh, hope and hold my breath that this low, the score stays low because I'm afraid of this game. I think it could be a decent. I just I love to go to Levine. I just don't have the salary to go up to him. You know, I think that Zion, you know, he, he just his points per minute DFS right now are fantastic. Uh, I just can't. I just don't have the courage to pull it. He could smash. I'm not saying he couldn't. I know he didn't play a ton of minutes, but, you know, just think about last year. I mean, there wasn't even a tenth of a chance that he even play in a doubleheader, let alone play a bunch of minutes. So I don't really want to go there. Ingram's a little, you know, certainly not going to chase uh, the heart points or, uh, you know, some of the, the other crazy plays. Now, Hernan Gomez is tempting because... You know, he could make, let you buy up to another star, but 
uh, so for a cash player, you know, there are probably three, four guys in this game I wouldn't mind going to. Every even Thad Young, Patrick Williams. But I, I'm pretty much gonna fade this game just because the back to backs and more people contributing than they did before, even though they're shorthanded. So crossing my fingers and moving to the next one and hoping it doesn't sting me. All right. Well, the next one is Cleveland in Denver. The other nine o'clock tip, uh, 219 total. Denver, the big favorite here. No big surprise. Nine and a half points. And with the news here, we've got Dozier out for the Nuggets. Composo probable. So what about this one, Coach? Is this a blowout that you're going to try to avoid? You know, it's been amazing staying in games. Have you noticed that? I mean, they just don't often get blown out. I know they got crushed the one game, but it doesn't seem to matter who they play. They hang in there, and it's it's pretty odd. But, uh, man, this, this is a hard one. You know, it's one of those down games where they're not going to take it too seriously. They're coming off all these big, important, you know, matchups and they beat Utah and all this stuff. And now they got to face Cleveland at home. You know, that's a little scary if there's a letdown and it's an important one, but they're 26th and 27th in pace, Andrew. So how can you get excited about that? You know, last thing you want to do when you have, DFS guys as you watch each team walk the ball up and everything it just drives and, uh, you know I the double digit and uh, number and then the low total I, I wouldn't spend up for any of the big dogs here like even a Sexton or or uh, you know Murray or or can look at some of uh, the secondary guys if you want to fill in uh, in a few spots. But, you know, I mean, I could mention four or five of the guys that you could take a chance at. Now, I did pay up for Drummond the last time, and he was terrific. They played some zone. And they even played man with the big guys out there. So, you know, I can't imagine Drummond doesn't get in foul trouble here. And I don't want to play that guessing game with, with Drummond Allen. Uh, you know, I still think Drummond's on any night just because he has that upside of, of really dominating a game in the paint. But it doesn't feel right here. I don't like the matchup. I don't want to spend up uh, really for anybody here. And I don't like any of the value to say, okay, you know, I'm going to lock this guy in. So once again, you know, if a one value guy fits, if not, this is going to be uh, the nine o'clock hour. I guess that's when I'll walk my dog because uh, I'm not going to have action in those two games. You there? Yeah, I'm here. So okay. I agree. I'm not going to pay up for Jokic here. Uh, tough combination of defense and slow pace. Drummond, I think is playable. He's got the upside, but I'd rather save a little bit of money and go to uh, Valanchunas tonight, most likely. Allen, I think, is an interesting one here because he's back at a reasonable price. And I think if, you know, if, if Drummond's going to be on Jokic and Allen gets to play um, the the power forward for Denver, uh, I, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Millsap. Um, 
Millsap. If, if he's guarding Millsap, I think he's going to be able to cheat and be a little bit closer to the block and get some uh, good amount of rebounds. So Allen is in play for me as a GPP option. Don't like anybody else on Cleveland. On the Denver side, I am interested in Murray in GPPs because he's only 7,000, so he's not in that group I was referencing. And it is and Cleveland backcourt, don't forget. It's Cleveland backcourt, and here's another. He was the other surprise with that questionable tag last time out. And then he comes out and plays 37 minutes, and he didn't play well. He shot four for 17, but you know Murray eventually is going to pay off his price tag when he's getting that much of an opportunity, that many shots. So you know I still don't trust him in cash, but I, I do like him as an option for GPPs. Not All bad. right, let's move. Let's move to ten o'clock. Two games left before our two brains are better than one lineup, and we're going to start with Milwaukee at Phoenix. Uh, Milwaukee four and a half point favorites here, uh, two twenty six and a half total. For Milwaukee, we still have Drew Holiday out, and for Phoenix, we have Saric and Payne out, and then big question marks with Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and Abdel Nader. Now, for me, we got to start with Milwaukee and this opportunity with Drew Holiday out. We saw Middleton just absolutely look phenomenal against Denver with the ball in his hands. Almost had a triple-double. He had 12 assists, 29 points. He was hitting turnaround, fallaways, awesome passes to Giannis. I mean, he was just phenomenal and still a good price. He's going to have a a pretty decent uh, defensive matchup here in terms of it's going to be challenging with guys like Bridges on him. So I don't think this is a, a you know a monster triple-double opportunity for Middleton, but 7,600 on FanDuel I still like, and I, I do prefer that to Giannis. And, uh, you know, not, not the ideal game scenario here with two top-10 defenses and Phoenix with their 29th pace. So it's, it's most likely Middleton or Bust for me on Milwaukee. And then with Phoenix, if uh, if Chris Paul is out, then I think there's going to be a lot of interest in Booker, who was terrific last time with Chris Paul out. But uh, I'm a little concerned about Milwaukee's defense here. And don't forget, we've got Torrey Craig now back in the rotation, playing big minutes. He's a guy that can shut down a wing player, even yeah. coming off the bench. He'll He'll spend some time on Booker. So I don't think this is a, a lock and load for Booker if Chris Paul is out. I think I'm mo- most likely to, or more likely to, spend my money elsewhere. Lock load for me with Booker if if Paul's out. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I I really the thing is statistically you look at it, and you know it's again I get it small sample size, but when Paul's off the floor. was up by 10 points. You don't see double digits of a difference with somebody off the floor. And, you know, we saw that all last year when Booker was had the ball in his hands. He just creates so much, including his own shot a lot. But um, I just love the way he plays, uh, you know, when, when Paul's off the floor. And if he sits, then I am going to be one of those guys that, Goes on a more of a chalky Booker in that scenario. I just think it's too good of a spot. Uh, but after that, and fifth rated defense in the league, so you got to respect that. And then if Phoenix has their way, they're not going to let 
LeBron, you know, get out and run. They're not going to let these guys uh, transition. They're the second slowest team in the league. So even if Paul is out, they're going to slow it down, control pace, and try to take advantage of the game that way. Now, if Paul does play, this game will be a complete fade for me because he's such a maestro out there at point. And the game will be, let's, you know, reduce the amount of possessions, the less Giannis has an opportunity or Middleton has an opportunity. If we cut that, you know, by eight or 10 possessions, that's going to give us a much better chance to win this game. So they have a chance. Uh, but I think in that vein, it'll keep the score down somewhat. So this isn't, you know, for me, a great place to go. Uh, but again, I still, I just think the book with that big 10. Um, couple of the other guys may counteract each other. Like you said, perfect, uh, you know, choice there of, of bridges versus Middleton. They both sort of, you know, play great D and are rangy and, you know, they could hold. If you want to spend up, you know, on a slate like this where there's so many good guys, you can. But I don't know if I would against the fifth rated defense and the 29th pace team in Phoenix. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. But so I'm not going to go there, but I wouldn't uh, shame anybody that did. So, you know, not a lot of exposure here, mainly a Booker deal if Paul sits, but, uh, you know, I just respect the defenses too much. The over-under Vegas respects the score. I thought it'd be more like 222, 223, and it's hovered around, right around 226, 227. So there are points to be had here. If you can find the right plug-in guy, uh, you know, you can really uh, get some value and score something here. But I just... There deep of a slate. All right. The other 10 o'clock game, Oklahoma City against the Lakers, the rematch from the other night that went to overtime. Total tonight, 218.5. Lakers favored by 11. We've got Anthony Davis questionable to play. He didn't play in that last one. Same thing with Caruso. And then on the OKC side, they've had a lot of moving parts. The guys who are going to be out tonight, Maladon again, Muscala again, George Hill, of course. Shea's going to sit this one out. We have Roby back into the mix. What are your thoughts on the last game of the night, Coach? Keeping track of the Thunder situation. I mean, you need just to have nothing but follow Thunder basketball. The guys in and out and protocols and hurt drives you nuts. You know, we had I poor stall the other day. We had him, and he was just smashing. He was like seven X at halftime. And, I, you know, I tout him. I, I posted a giant picture of a moose in our Discord. Not five minutes later, he catches an elbow, like an MMA, you know, elbow. And the dude was like, what state am I in? So he's on concussion protocol. But, yeah, Matt, Shea being out, it just terrifies me that Oklahoma City is going to get blown out. But I'll tell you, if there's any. Like and any anybody else, it's the thunder. I every time I, I'm thinking they're going to get blown out, they either are down to the wire or win the damn game. So I don't know. I mean, he's 
coaching his tail off there. They stay in a lot of games, and it's scary. There's a spread. Lakers, you know, I know Davis is questionable. He really doesn't need to play, I don't think, because I think they'll they'll hammer him. But it's in L.A., so shorthanded. You know, Maladon being out, Muscali just have no bench. Uh, it just smells like a beating to me. Now, with that small of a rotation, you know, there's a lot of people that are argue, hey, you know, they got to play the minutes because there's not that many guys that that are you know going to be able to rotate. So I get these guys has gone up. I you know, a guy I've been high on all year is Baisley. He he's such an athletic machine. When he gets a control of what he's doing. He's going to be like a mini Giannis kind of guy because he can just fly through the air and get rebounds, dunks everywhere. But he's still a little raw, but he gets DFS points. So you got to consider him if you're going to roster an OKC guy, in my opinion. Um, you know, after that, it's it it's just becomes difficult. Diallo's going to be very because whenever. Uh, SGA's out. He usually goes crazy. So I get that. Those two guys are very, very playable. I don't think you have to count out Dort, but he's going to get the assignment on LeBron to just be up in his jock. I don't know how much he'll have left on the offensive side. And then, you know, Lakers, you just got a lot of higher price guys in a very possible uh, blowout here. I don't think LeBron is playable in that scenario, in my own opinion. But I know if AD does, I'll probably be lower owned than he usually is because of the possible blowout. Um, you know, you can go to the secondary guys if you really want a game script and, and expect some of the secondary guys like the Kuzmas to get a bunch of extra minutes. possible. Uh, I just not crazy about this game. Lakers are the number one defensive team in the league, and Thunder nineteenth. They're ninth and nineteenth in pace. So you know you could make an argument either way, but I have so much exposure. I don't really want to take spots up in this game, not knowing exactly how it's going to play out. But I can almost guarantee you that I'll have uh, the one one value guy from Oklahoma City or two, just because. They're younger. I think they'll get more minutes, even in a low. That's what I'm thinking on this last one. What's your take? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in OKC because on the Lakers side, with AD back, assuming he plays, the the trickle down effect of his minutes is monstrous. It interferes with LeBron. It interferes with Schroeder, who was good last time. And then on the bench, it takes away a little bit from Harrell and even a guy like uh, Horton Tucker, who. I would play with if Caruso is out again, he's in the mix, but he gets a, a little bit of a hit too. So it almost makes the Lakers unplayable for me. And so I, I will focus more on Oklahoma City. I like Diallo here. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll be chalky, but I, I think he's worth playing. And then with the bigs, uh, you know, Roby, Roby's back in the mix. So he will take away a little bit, I think, from Baisley. And then again, AD on the other side is going to make life much tougher for Baisley and a little bit Horford uh, in terms of Horford as well. So, yeah, you know, that's if a, AD plays. So you right. you have him in right now. I've got him in and really affecting this game on both both sides. 
if he sits, then, you know, I take that all back. You know, Harrell is still in play. Horton Tucker is still in play if Caruso is out. And right. you could look at one of the bigs for, for OKC. But I'm not ready to trust Baisley yet, even though he looked phenomenal in the last game. Um, so uh, that that's my thoughts over there. It's it's Diallo mostly for me and then and then pass. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, let's fire up our two brains are better than one GPP lineup on FanDuel. We invite you to play this one with us. We're going to let Coach make the first pick. And again, just keep in mind, as always, there are often pivots we have to make in this lineup because of news. So follow us on Twitter. You can find us at DFS Coach Talk. That's where we'll update the lineup uh, before lock if there are changes. While you're there, you can follow Coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. I am at Language Olympic. And Shane is at DET Sports Shane. You'll see him on the NBA podcast tomorrow. So, Coach, make the first selection for us. Yeah, that's right. I I actually have a day off tomorrow. First one since Christmas, I think. So, rolling in there. Don't let him take all pistons. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. My first pick in the 2021 draft is... The one and only. Are you ready for this? I don't think I am, but go ahead. Kyle Lowry. Okay. 7,600. All righty. Interesting. Yeah, I just like the matchup. All right. Let me lock in a shooting guard that I like. It's Mr. Herter. Perfect GPP option here in this game. $5,000. All right. Stomachache number one for coach, but that's okay. Uh, I'm going to go right to the big man spot. Seven feet out of... uh, uh, Where? uh, Jonas Valachunas. You got Valachunas? Okay. Where is he from, though? I'm drawing a blank. Gosh, I can't remember. Man, our international... I'm going to get... They always holler at me when I don't know where these guys play. Remember, we had the whole thing with the the uh, <laughs> the Ru- the Russian uh, basketball team. Or it wasn't Russian; it was Serbian. That's it, Serbia. I think. Okay. All right. Let's see here. Another guy I like with Drew Holiday out is Chris Middleton. So I'm going to get him in here at 7,600 as a small forward. Interesting pick. Very interesting pick there. Okay, that shifts my selection. We need a little value somewhere, Andrew. Um, wow. I really would like to go with this guy, but I don't think you're going to agree with me. All right, I am going to make a pick here. It may be controversial to you. All right. <laughs> I want to go with Chris Boucher. He's only six grand. That's okay. I mean, are you okay with that one? I can live with that. Okay. Going against Washington. Yeah. It's a good way to get a little bit more exposure to that game. Yeah. A little two, two-man stack there. Let me get the other power forward I like the most, okay. and it's John Collins 
at 7,000. I think that's too cheap for him in a great game environment. All right, Mr. Big Bucks. Let's see <laughs> here. We're down to 65.33. That's not bad. We can make small forward shooting guard point guard. You know, I, I think this is a great pick. I'm just going to take him. Malcolm Brogdon, 7,200. I like it. Yep. He's the other guy. exposure to that Brooklyn game. Do you like him good? Yeah, he's the other guy I had penciled in here. And the, remain, the remaining two spots are bigger question marks for me. 6,200. You can go up or down price-wise. This Let's is see. a big pick. If I this go... Is the, the key that will... The, this is it. A lot riding on this one. Roster. Let's see. If we go with Jeremy Lamb. 5,600 okay. as a shooting guard. You know I'm a big Jeremy Lamb fan. That gives us two Indiana guys. What does that leave for you at small forward? Anything? Gives you 6,800. 6,800 no, at small forward. Nobody in that price range. Oh, rats. Yeah. That makes it a little tough. We may have to tweak that a little bit. Let me see if, if you... Is there a guy that you like to buy up? If we pay down at small forward, is there anyone you like down there where we could pay up at shooting guard and pivot off of Lamb? Um, let's see. As far as super cheap, it's just PPP-ish. I mean, the guy that I sort of like is Hashimura at 5,300. Just to have a little bit of, you know, we have two Toronto guys. Be a little bit of, uh, what do you think of that pick? Uh, let's see what that gives us. That shooting guard. 53. Gives you 7,100 at shooting guard. Let's see, 71. Nobody's right in that. Nobody in that range either. We don't. We don't love Sexton here. Can we go up to Booker if I cut the price somewhere else? I guess if we instead of Hachimura, if, if we take Bor, uh him, and if we got Hachimura out, is there any forty-seven hundred dollars small forwards? You're the master. Uh, well, you know what we could do. Yeah, we could go to. One of your favorite players, Doug McDermott, at 45. Yeah. When, <laughs> since when is he one of my favorite players? I know. I'm kidding. But, you know, he's he's one of the he guys who, I mean, guys. he's he's the he's scorer sweet. off the bench. Yeah. And that gives us one starter against Brooklyn with Brogdon and one guy off the bench, which is a nice way to balance it out. I mean, if you don't have two players against so I, I'm, I like that pick a lot. So that gives us Lowry and Brogdon, powerful point guards, uh, Herter and Booker, Middleton and McDermott, Boucher, John Collins, and Joe Val. I think that's a wonderful lineup. Excellent. Take down. Well, hopefully, hopefully it will. So for, for all GPP tournaments tonight, it's this lineup right here. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that was fun. I hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, do join us as a member. You'll get our other full lineups on FanDuel tonight, two cash lineups, and then our DraftKings Coaches Clipboard. We're also providing a lineup every night for the shootout series on FanDuel. 
10-day tournament, a lot of fun with extra prizes, and we're providing that right in our main chat as well as an additional uh, opportunity. So jump in with us, dfscoachtalk.com. Get whatever length of membership you'd like, and then we'll send you an email and get you into our Discord. We give out the lineups about 20 to 30 minutes before lock. So that'll do it for today. On behalf of the coach, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.